1: and Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how prepared you are for this uh, zombie apocalypse that we're going through. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the consulting tab, walk to the sign up, then we'll be in touch to help you get started. Happy Monday. Hey,
0: happy Monday. Man, I, I hope we don't, our lightheartedness towards this is not taken the wrong way, because we are taking it serious, but the zombie apocalypse kind of sounds like we're not.
1: Yeah, I don't want it to come across like, I was thinking about last week's show, I don't want it to come across that like, um, we don't, aren't taking it serious, just like I said, aren't taking it serious. I am more annoyed I I, like, like I said before, like, I know I acknowledge that coronavirus exists. Mm -hmm. I am so fed up with people's reactions with though. The hysteria (laughs) has driven me nuts. I'm over it. Like, I just, (laughs) I want to unfriend everyone who's still posting about it. Like, you know, we have a friend. I can tell that they are just like still ate up about it. Like they're going to catch it and die.
0: Yeah. And you don't think they will? I don't think they will. <laughs> I think that people. I'm just gonna let you ran on this one because this
1: you just went boom, zoom, zoom. Where's he is, folks? Well, I think people are. I mean, obviously, people are dying. It is dangerous, but take a second look at the facts. It's not like yeah, more people are killed by other dru- uh, other viruses every year.
0: Yeah, my I think my my biggest concern is it is it you know we look at it from it can spread extremely quickly and this thing has a long lasting shelf life in or I call it a shelf life. It has a a long gestation period, if you will, that sits on, on poor services and whatnot. So it can spread, and it's and that's the that's the scary part about this. The thing that really throws me into a loop, though, is like m- my wife just sent me a text while we're sitting here that says, hey, the second case has been confirmed in Johnson County where we live. And I'm like, okay, well, what about in December when half the kindergartners were out of school because they had flu A, flu B, or strep? And we've, we've shut down schools now till almost April 14th, I believe is when our date is for our kids to go back. Uh, some of the other areas around here, April 3rd, April 9th. And that's the thing that's got me kind of concerned. I'm like, okay, we have two cases for this, but you know, in December, just in with what we have every year that comes through the flu viruses, different flus, the strep. And you know, we had one kid that had both flu types and strep and he's in first grade in their school and he was at school and realized it. And then they sent him home, you know, and I'm like, My son was home for five or six days because he was sick during that time, but half the kids in kindergarten were gone. Yeah. And that, that makes me more nervous. Yeah. I
1: guess that's what's the whole part that bothers me is that, like you said, there was three viruses going around at the exact same time, right? The flu one, two, and strep and all that. A and B. Yeah. Yeah. is what they called it. And no one even blinked an eye. No one even cared.
0: Yeah. You know, and the
1: flu kills a lot of
0: people every year. Yeah. I, uh, I was thinking about like the timeline of what was going on in China. You know, you're having the protests going on. We're trying to get this trade deal. Trade deal gets signed. Magically, flu comes out of the Wuhan area. The protests disperse. Then it does it get out of hand and come to us? And now we're pumping a trillion dollars into the economy. I mean, I'm not super big conspiracy theorist, but I just just I'm like, what else is in these bills that's getting passed right now in the name of emergency? The Patriot Act just got reinvigorated, where they can spy on us. I'm just, I'm really, really curious here. But that's not what today's show's about. Yeah. Well, that's it's it, kind of about all this. I mean, it, well, I mean, it, it does take you, it, it brings you back to say, okay, hey, is your business ready for, you know, the unknown, the, uh, the flu, the, a virus that may wipe out everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a, any natural an- disaster, another 9-11. Type another 9/11. Thing. So what does your business look like? Is it prepared for it? And you know, how we can prepare for it.
1: Yeah. There's been so many things that have kind of popped up that, uh, I hadn't thought about until, until like this kind of happened. you know, um, you start thinking about because we use Pat Live, with well, all those people are sitting next to each other in a call center every day, and then now you're supposed to be l- groups of less than ten or l- less than whatever, and you can't be around people. So does Pat Live shut down? So I started researching their website, and they're frantically trying to hire remote workers. I don't know if they've been remote yeah. already, but and it, it says they're they're definitely hiring remote workers right now. And I was thinking, well, that would that's a pretty good fail safe. Fail safe, yeah. If they already had it, okay. Well, that part of your business is safe, but. It wasn't even something I had even thought about before.
0: Yeah, just the different, you know, title companies. I've seen there, a lot of those people that I know in the business are working from home now. A lot of the title underwriters already did that though. Like they, they had so many title things they had to do at home, and they would just research them at home or just underwrite the policies at home, and they weren't actually in an office. You know, you have your your closing agents are in the office and they're title assistants, but the person that they're going to the title plants, a lot of those went virtual a while back. Mm. So I mean, we're seeing yeah. we're seeing how the human business mind can react to some of this, you know, for like school, for our kids, they're asking us to pick up their packets on Thursday so we can continue teaching them for now. I'm kind of like, wait a second here. You know, we're paying a lot of property taxes for, <laughs> for this. And it's just like, it's like things like that, you know, yes, you want the best for your kids. You don't want them to fall behind. You want them to be educated. But at the same time, that's kind of not what I I kind of signed up for. I guess I did as a parent. and And so it's a, you know, I, I look at the business side for, like you said, the call centers and how that can shift your business really quick. Do you have a backup way if that were to shut down the stuff you have in title or do your people, are they still getting the titled work done? Are they still going to be closing? Because a lot of our closings are done remotely. They send people out to them. Uh, one of the questions we saw pop up around the Facebook world was what happens about self quarantined and notaries? You know, what are the options for that and how we work through it? Yeah. Um,
1: oh, your notes. Yeah. Right. If you're, if you're living on notes, and the people that are paying them are losing their jobs if they're mm-hmm. affected by Corona. Are you? How do you handle that? Are you um, putting them on the back end? Are you deferring payments? Are you helping them out? Mm-hmm. I luckily haven't had that happen yet. Everyone is kind of paid for the month, so it'll be over the next week or two, or maybe three that I see if people will be defaulting on mine. Do you know where yours are?
0: Yeah, I have three that are in kind of somewhat of trouble. I had two reach out, you know, within a couple days before their their thing, and one of them reached out after he was he was. 45 days late and was like, Hey man, it's kind of tight. Can you help me out here? And so he didn't get as much help as the other ones, but you know, for the other ones that reached out proactively, I went ahead and just deferred a month's payment. So that, that gets them and it just going to tack onto the back end for them. But that was a quick and easy way just to say, Hey, you know, I'm willing to help. But you know, for us, if we have, you know, whatever notes and everybody quit default, if everybody does that, you defer, you lose a month of Mm -hmm. revenue for your company. Yeah. Because
1: we're small businesses too. Mm -hmm. And so you want to be nice and you want to help people because we're all going through this together but on the back end of that you got bills to pay too yeah no it's it's,
0: (laughs) you do and and that's the that's the human element of this will will it kill us no you know there are other places helping out you know like we've seen a bunch of like our like for me like my company that holds my truck they're they're deferring for 120 days if you want to all you have to do is just say hey i'd like to defer for 120 days and they'll do it uh and that's kind of for me i was like well you know if they'll do that for me I could pro- I can afford to do that for a couple people but then you start looking at cash reserves and in your company how long do you keep mo- how long can you keep moving with your cash reserves do you put a hold on your acquisitions do you ramp up any type of your marketing and I think that's all just a it's all going to play in, into these decisions we make for our business and I I I mean we've thrown a lot of questions out there but you know mm-hmm. what uh, what are some actionable items that we can do well I think it's
1: good to put these questions out there so that you're at least thinking about them, right? Because, you know, it was like the Pat Live thing. I hadn't even thought about it until, yeah. uh, and so then you start putting a plan in place. I've, he- I've heard people that have been in this industry for a long time when something dramatic like this happens, half your notes can go away, but but then you guys start asking yourself, well, what do I even do in my business? Do I start, do I keep mailing right now? I mean, mm-hmm. we just had a bunch of mail go out.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday. It went out two days ago and that was
1: 9,000. 9, units yeah.
0: before. And then the week before was another 8,000. Yeah. So that's 15,000 in the last two weeks. And you know, on some of the stuff that we had mail out, I'm still getting responses on stuff we had mail out from January and February. And that, you know, I kind of told some of these people, hey, we, we, hey, we're checking, checking access. I'm dragging my feet a little bit longer on the, the inspection periods. You know I'm saying? Hey, you know, got to get somebody out there, you know, the bigger stuff we're, we're holding off to see what the market's doing. Because it does change the dynamics, you know, does land lose value? No, but does it, it could lose some of its market, the, the market that buys it on the back end.
1: Yeah, we're buying at such a good price, right, that even if the market goes down, you're hoping that you still bought it well enough. Yeah. I mean, if, if the goal is to buy in that 25 to 35% range... We're in real big trouble if things are dropping. Yeah, seventy percent of market value. I mean,
0: yeah, and I don't. I don't think we're going to get to that point. But you know, does it affect your exit strategies? Is somebody yeah. going to go to their four hundred one k and pull hundred grand out to buy a hundred thousand dollar property or take a loan against a four hundred one k because now it's taking a hit of thirty percent? So do our hold times get a little bit longer? And you know, you hear like you said, you you listen to people say they lost half their notes overnight. Um, I listen. I talked to a lot of the guys that were in the last housing recession that bought and sold houses, and they wish they would have bought and held more and not flipped everything out out of panic. You know, they, they had the cash to hold. They could have put rentals in place and tried to do that. So, you know, a couple things that were said there, you know, for me on my business, my Facebook marketing, I've ramped up, you know, the ad spend on geo-targeting. And the reason I, I did that is because my thought is if they're not at work, they're playing on Facebook. And getting a ton of leads still off my Facebook is generating a ton of interest. And it's just geo-drips that are, you know, 10 to 15 days long, twenty dollars in ad spend and I've got like twenty or something, twenty-five of them going right now um in different markets on different properties. And it's just driving a ton of leads and you know, as it comes to sales like, and you heard one of my sales calls earlier that came in on a property that I've had for a little while and the guy's like, I'm going to the bank now to see if I can get approved. And, you know, I I think there's two people going in on it together. I don't think it's so to me this property's fifteen thousand dollars on the loan value, I would I assume on the low side. So, you know, people are still looking. It's just you're gonna have to be in front of them. Now, does the old fashioned just I'm going to go blast them on Craigslist, or do we change it to a Facebook look? Is it a Facebook marketplace? You know, there's still people interested in looking. It's just going to be the mar- property type going to change a little bit, I think, and the exit strategy.
1: Yeah. And this is a really good time to be testing that while you're all self-quarantined at home. <laughs> you got nothing else to do. And yeah. then, you know, if you're working from home, great. But when you're done working for the day, you're still quarantined to the house. You can't go out to eat because no restaurants are allowing you in there and bars aren't letting you in. So, sit so down, and start testing. I know the show we had Friday was, do I have the time or
0: I wish I had the time. And mm-hmm. You do now. <laughs> you got it. You got no excuse. Yeah. But that that involves another piece of the puzzle here is we talked about, you know, I was talking to somebody. He's like, I I'm working from work still. Cause I don't want to be at home. And I was like, why? He goes, cause everybody's at home <laughs> and they want to play. And they, for me, it's it was spring break for us anyway. So this wasn't anything new, but uh, the youngest has figured out how to beat on the door to get dad to turn around and smile. And so he, when he gets bored at whatever he's playing with in the living room, he finds dad in the office. And then the other two want to come in and be helpers and, They get tired of playing with the baby. So they're hiding in the office with dad from the baby. How can you prevent that? Like,
1: I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't talk about that. And in my head, and again, this comes from someone with no kids and no Mm -hmm. experience, right? In my head, I just, can you be more strict
0: or can you, I don't know what, what can you do? There's a, there's a parental guilt there in in a, in a, in an essence. Yes, I could beat the crap out of them (laughs) for touching and even looking at me in the office. But at the same time, that's one of the luxuries of this type of career is that dad's at home and they get to see him. So there's a, there's a, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. There's times where I want them to sit in my lap and work with me. And then there's times I'm like, Hey guys, I just need you to leave me alone. And they do a really good job. My wife does a really good job deflecting them and keeping them away from me. But there's times where she's busy doing something in the other word, other room and, or she's, you know, busy cooking or cleaning or doing something in her own tune. Sometimes she has to come in the office, get ready for her classes the next day. So, you know, This gets to throw an odd, this whole situation is throwing an odd mix of uh, circumstances on us that we're all having to work through and and figure out. You know, we've had shows that we talked about keeping it simple, being to the basics. You know, I think this is a time where you can use, you can use this extra time that you have at the house, not with all the extra activities, not being there and traveling, things like that, and go through your business and clean up some stuff that just kind of got shoved off to the corner. I think this is a great time for that. Um, like I, like I told you earlier, I went through and paid taxes for every piece of property for the rest of the year. So I knew what kind of cash reserves I had as payments come in and you still have it with acquisitions still going and you know, everything, unless it's a, unless it's named County Road with clean access, good title, home run values. I mean, I'm pausing on buying those anything. I'm not taking a risk on anything. I'm, I'm moving forward on everything else though. So it's a good plan. Yeah. I wish, I wish it was. I could tell people more because everybody's business is a little bit different. So there's going to be little tweaks that everybody needs to do. Well, I think the
1: great part about this episode is that the point may be to open up people's minds by asking the questions or have you even thought about this or have you thought about that? You know, it's yeah. we don't have to provide
0: solid answers because we don't know how everyone's running their business. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's that's the hard for, hard part for me is tweaking it and just to have the conversations to where you can start thinking about things you can do you know for for us i don't like my my mind is do i plan for 3 months 6 months a year of nothing happening and what does that look like and you know with the different do we take advantage of the different specials that are out there you know i've been joking with adam all morning about going and buying a new truck because it's 0% interest for 84 months and that's free money you know the, the that's that money could go work elsewhere and i could have 0% and get a brand new truck out of the deal and he's he's not liking my idea of going and buying a new <laughs> truck but you know it's a it's a thought and it's one of those things. that's real. You have some. You have some resources out there. It's okay to use those. It's okay to plan for longer than you need. Because if everything goes back to normal in two weeks, it's back to normal. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you're you're not buying something that's risky. Don't put any emotion into it. If you have to tell a client, hey, I need to hold off because of this has really got my partners messed up. You know, blame it on a partner, blame it on the economy, blame it on whatever. You're interested still, but you need to give it two weeks, three weeks pause to look and see what your business is going to do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I don't think so
1: either. I think we asked a lot of questions, hopefully Mm. opened up some minds. You got anything else you want
0: to? No.
1: All right. No. I think that's good then. I think we've said enough and we hope you uh, put some thought into it. We hope your businesses are doing really well. We're going to be out here still going through it every day with you. And so if you got questions, problems, whatever, reach out. Go to Facebook, go to iTunes, go to YouTube, give us a like, give us a follow. Then go to iTunes and Stitcher or wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Wednesday.
0: Thanks, guys.